Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You're about to embark on a great journey. Let the new age of enlightenment begin. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. Welcome useless eaters to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, deep political policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually... Um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. Public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific, technological elite. And when that first cocaine was smuggled in on a ship, it may as well have been a deadly bacteria so much as it hurt the body, the soul of our country. But take my word for it, this scourge will stop. What's going on, oddities? Good to be back with you once again. Welcome to the Oddcast featuring the Odd Man Out. I appreciate you taking your time to join me once again. And for any new listeners out there, welcome aboard. Good to have you. Now, this week we're going to be talking about Reverend Moon and the Unification Church once again. This is part two of Moonstruck. But before we get to that... I want to implore you to listen to the podcast episode I did with my friend Chuck from Fire Theft Radio. We had a good conversation about random things. And then also check out The Occult Rejects. I just did a three-part series with those guys on the Franklin cover-up a few weeks ago. But the episode I did with them last week just came out as well, and that was Michael Aquino Revisited. I'm always finding out new information about Michael Aquino, so please check that out. And tonight I'm going to be on the Legit Bats podcast, so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know those guys, but I've watched their show, and it's very fun, and it's a good show. they got a great vibe going, so I know that's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Now, regarding today's show, I would suggest that you go back and listen to Moonstruck Part 1. So you will be caught up with the history. And so we will start with something I'm going to talk about today is the many, many organizations connected to the late Sun Myung Moon, his wife, the Unification Church. They've got several dozen or more different NGOs, not to mention their various business ventures. And there are other Moonies who have businesses as well. Now, the Moon family has businesses here in America, but also 
in Korea and other parts of the world. So we're going to look into that. You've heard me talk about the various NGOs that were started by, most famously here in the States, the Rockefellers. Of course, we have the Ford Foundation, the Carnegie Endowment, and there's several Carnegie Foundations and NGOs. And we have, of course, the Gates Foundation, the McCain Institute, the Clinton Foundation, the various foundations that the Rothschilds have founded all over the world. Of course, with the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, they don't always put their names on their NGOs. And that is very sneaky because many people have no clue that these families are tied to these different organizations. And so the Moon family has taken on that idea and done the same thing for themselves. And so I don't want to get too monotonous with it, but I think we should look at the names of some of these organizations because there's a lot of them. You know, these billionaires and these very wealthy people start these organizations oftentimes, these NGOs, because they're tax-exempt groups and they can launder money and they can also get influence. And also, if they're under the charitable organization moniker, then it helps with PR. So if they look like they are doing things to help out orphans or the poor or the handicapped or climate change or whatever you want to call it, that helps them in many different ways. So not only do they get the tax-exempt status, but they get great PR as well as influence on policies, sometimes just locally, sometimes state, sometimes nationally, and sometimes globally. And you'll just look at the Rockefellers, look at all their different organizations. It's certainly not just the Rockefeller Foundation. So let's look at these different Mooney-linked organizations, and hopefully we'll get a chance to look at the Council for National Policy and Moon's influence on them early on. Now, this is an older PDF, but this is from the Christian Research Institute, and you may have heard of Hank Hanegraaff and the Bible Answer Man. This is the organization that he works with, and they have pushed against the Moonies and their blasphemy and their different false teachings for years. But this was according to the 1976 Congressional Record. The Unification Church has, of course, the Unification Church, Inc., Project Unity, the One World Crusade, International Cultural Foundation, International Federation for Victory Over Communism, Collegiate Association for the Research of Principles, Freedom Leadership Foundation, The Rising Tide, it's a publication for the Freedom Foundation, Rising Tide Bookstore in Washington, D.C., World Freedom Institute, Little Angels of Korea, Little Angels Korean Folk Ballet, which is supposed to be a great ballet which the moons have sunk millions and millions into. Professors Academy for World Peace, Unification Church of New York, Inc., Unification Church International, National Prayer and Fast for the Watergate Crisis. We talked about that in the first episode. Unified Family, International Re-Education Foundation, The Weekly Religion, The Way of the World, Tongil Sagai Monthly, I probably just butchered that, Tong I or Tong Il Industry Company, Iwa or I Il Wa Pharmaceutical Company, I Shin Stonework Company, 
Tonhua Titanium Company, the Han Rutile Company, American Youth for a Just Peace, Sun Myung Moon Christian Crusade, Korean Folk Ballet, New Hope Singers International, Committee for Responsible Dialogue, Day of Hope Tour, Unification Thought Institute, Unification Church of America, International Conference on Unified Science, Council for Unified Research and Education, D.C. Striders Track Club, International Pioneer Academy, San Francisco, International Idea City Project, San Francisco, Korean Cultural Freedom Foundation, I'm almost done, New Education Development Corporation, Center for Ethical Management and Planning, Eden Awareness Training Center, and the Creative Community Project. Now, they list a few more, which we'll talk about in a minute, but, you know, that was 76, and they had already formed that many organizations. You talk about knowing how to work the system. These guys knew how to do it. We also have the Holy Spirit Association for Unification of World Christianity, the San Francisco Day of Hope Committee. Now, I believe the Day of Hope Festival may be the one that Trump recently spoke at and praised the late Reverend Moon and his wife. We'll look into that later. We've got the International Education Foundation, Sunburst, New Educational Development Systems, Inc., International Exchange, International Exchange Press, Aladdin Coffees, Teas, and Kindreds in Berkeley, Aladdin Warehouse in Berkeley, Rose Shop in Berkeley, Judaism in the Service to the World, Leamington Hotel Flower Shop, Oakland, California, Sino Travel Service, Inc., in San Francisco, International Prisoner Reeducation Foundation, Center for Ethical Management and Planning, Inc., in Berkeley. Now, there are a lot more than that, and we'll talk about a few more of them here in just a little bit. But like, like I said, that was 1976, so that was quite a long time ago, but that was according to the congressional record. Uh, these guys know how to get influence. So not only are their organizations tax-exempt, but oftentimes they have many volunteers from the church who help them. And the reason I think it's important to know the names of these different organizations is that way if you see them in articles, if you care about them on the news, if you actually see the buildings or see ads for them or hear things about them on the radio, then you'll know that they're linked to the Mooney organization. Now, here are some newer ones. This is Hayo Zhang World Peace Foundation, the International Association of Parliamentarians for Peace, the Interreligious Association for Peace and Development, the International Summit Council for Peace, and the Hayo Zhang International Foundation for the Unity of the Sciences, the True World Group, the Unification Church International Inc., which we mentioned before, and if you see UCI, that's what that means. The Washington Institute for Values and Public Policy. Freedom Leadership Foundation, CAUSA, C-A-U-S-A. The Assembly of World's Religions, 
the Council for World Religions and Youth Seminary on World Religions, later known as the Religious Youth Service, formed part of the church's interreligious and ecumenical activities, the axis of which was the International Religious Foundation, or IRF. Now, there's also WANGO, W-A-N-G-O, and that is the World Association of Non-Governmental Organizations. So, really, Moon is just doing a lot of the same things that a lot of these other billionaires are doing. The robber barons, if you will. But that doesn't make it right, of course, and that's why we're talking about it here today. And taking a break from this subject... Another thing about the Moonies is in the 70s and 80s, there was a real problem with young people, people graduating high school or in college, basically running away and joining the unification cult. And when they got in the cult, they wouldn't have contact with their family or their friends any longer. And this was a big deal. And there were news shows done about it. There were documentaries that talked about it and had people who had formerly been in the church and admitted all of this. And they really would kind of promote people to not stay in contact with their loved ones. So it was very much a cult. There's no question about it. It was just a well, well well-organized, wealthy cult. Now notice he has all these organizations about peace and world this and world that and global this and global that. And it's just a big push for one world government, a one world religion. That's really, you know, one of the things I had a real problem with, with Trump and Pence and Pompeo and Bannon and Dana Loesch and Joey Gibson and these different so-called conservatives Newt Gingrich has been there in the past, different ones who've worked with these guys. Of course, George H.W. Bush, we talked about, had worked with him. And this Mooney organization is all about the New World Order, one world government, one world religion. So it drives me crazy that any of these so-called Republicans, so-called conservatives, so-called Christians would stand for this BS. But yet they do because they don't get enough pushback. And probably one reason, definitely one reason, is their base doesn't even know what the Moonies are and and doesn't even know what they stand for and probably don't even know that their guys are linked with them. Recently, the NAE warned its members to be wary of Unification Church attempts to infiltrate their ranks by joining with organizations that seem to have conservative goals. Moon Watchers say two points of Mooney infiltration into the Christian community have been over issues of religious freedom and anti-communism. It just goes to show that these opportunists, whether they be in the public or private sector, will use our enemies as tools to work us over as well. And we see that with policies and with all kinds of different shenanigans that they pull under times of war or under times of threat from a foreign enemy. In recent years, certain Christian leaders have been criticized for what some perceived as drawing too close to the Unification Church. Several years ago, Tim LaHaye, who we know from the Left Behind series, 
but we also know that he was the founder of the Council for National Policy and the head of the American Coalition for Traditional Values came under fire for accepting a gift from Colonel Bohai Pak, a former Korean intelligence officer, president of the Washington Times newspaper, and Moon's right-hand man. We heard some clips from him in Moonstruck Part 1. Since then, a number of pastors from a broad spectrum of denominations have received free trips from CAUSA, a unification church-funded anti-communism organization. Churchmen have also been speaking at CAUSA rallies. E.G. Jerry Falwell spoke at a conference in Miami last year, which was sponsored by CAUSA. Now, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the first episode. I probably did. But Moon allegedly gave Jerry Falwell $3.5 million to help establish Liberty University. Another group admitting Unification Church funding is the American Freedom Coalition, or AFC, publisher of the monthly Religious Freedom Alert, headed by Donald Sills as president and Robert Grant as chairman. Now remember, this is 2009. Although LaHaye, Florida Pastor D. James Kennedy, and others have left the AFC because of the Moon Connection, others such as Trinity Broadcasting Network's Paul Crouch, what a crook, Ben Armstrong of the National Religious Broadcasters, Evangelist James Robeson and Rex Humbard, and other prominent evangelicals have remained on AFC's executive committee. Although there is no known direct connection between CAUSA and AFC, Seals often speaks at CAUSA functions. CAUSA is headed by Philip V. Sanchez, former U.S. Ambassador to Honduras and Colombia. It continues, in recent days, Sills has been concentrating on attacking anti-cult organizations like CRI as a threat to religious freedom to audiences with a high percentage of charismatics. Sills, who visited Moon during his prison term, appeared May 3rd on Crouch's Praise the Lord show on TBN and denounced the secular cult awareness group called CAN. From there, Sills went on the AFC's radio network, hosted by Grant, and sharply criticized CAN, Cult Awareness Network, and cult watchers in general. In recent months, Sills has emerged as a public affairs spokesman for the Greater Grace World Outreach, formerly called the Bible Speaks World Outreach, and a controversial group of federal judges recently ordered to return $6.6 million in contributions it swindled from a former member. And it ends like this, but many agree that the church's best attempt at influencing the political right is Bo Hypack's Washington Times newspaper, which is reportedly losing $200 million a year. Moon himself is widely reported as saying he is having an influence on President Reagan through Washington Times. Now to the Cutting Edge article. Skip the first part and go down to Reverend Moon here. Moon is the founder of the cultic and occultic Unification Church, better known as the Moonies, and has had help from the likes of people like the Rockefellers. Also of interest is that the prominent political figures that have endorsed Moon are those with ties to the New World Order and include Ted Kennedy, Mason Mark O. Hatfield, Mason Jesse Helms, and Illuminatus William F. Buckley. 
That was from Billy Graham and His Friends by Dr. Kathy Burns. I've been wanting to get that book, but her books are hard to come by. But uh, supposedly she exposes Billy Graham in there. Now this is an older article, and some of these people are dead or no longer in politics, but it's worth the read, I do believe. She says, These are horrendous ties to the masters of the Illuminati. As you study these connections, you will see that Moon is firmly and well-connected to the uppermost levels of the Illuminati. Yes, I know that term is way overused, but you know what the writer means. It says here, financial support. Well, when you have support from the likes of the Rockefellers, you are never short of cash. Now, I personally haven't seen the connection to the Rockefellers, so I'm hoping that the writer will tie this all in here. But it also says political support from both sides of the political spectrum from the likes of Senator Ted Kennedy, liberal, Senator Marco Hatfield, liberal, and Senator Jesse Helms, conservative Republican. Columnist William F. Buckley, cast as a conservative Republican, we know that Buckley was actually connected to the deep state and was actually Rush Limbaugh's hero. Okay. With these kind of high-level contacts, you can safely consider Reverend Moon to be firmly in the saddle of the upper management tier of the Illuminati. Moon must have a serious part to play in the overall script to stage the appearance of the Antichrist. Since he is a false prophet, a religious figure, you can only assume that his role for the Illuminati will lie in the realm of religion. In fact, Moon is probably one of the most influential religious figures in the world today as you will soon see. And we're going to touch on a little bit of the KCIA, which we talked about last time. So as I said, if you're listening to this, you really need to listen to the first one so you can get the kind of premise for what's going on here. But it says here, the story gets even stranger when we learn that the Reverend Moon was recruited by the Korean Central Intelligence Agency, the KCIA. In 1961, after a military coup of democratic government in South Korea that brought Park to power, the KCIA decided to organize and utilize a church called Unification Church as a political tool of the right-wing military government. They wanted to export this church to the U.S., they asked Reverend Bill Bright to help organize it and chose a leader of it. Bill Bright chose Reverend Sun Myung Moon to head it. That is from the Christian Right and the Moonies. It's a bizarre world. It goes on. Before we get into his influence in the American religious establishment, let us quickly review some of Moon's beliefs, noting that Dr. Kathy Burns called his Unification Church a cult that is steeped in the occult. We should not be surprised to hear his latter revelation, for Moon could be a top-level Illuminist only if he is steeped into the occult. Let us now examine his key beliefs and teachings. Reverend Moon claims that Jesus Christ failed his ministry and that Moon is the Messiah. Many allegations have been leveled at Moon's organization and the Unification Churches accusing them of clever mind manipulation, mind control. That's from the Unholy Alliance. Christianity and the NWO Part 1. 
Once again, we should not be surprised, for the Illuminati has been deeply immersed into occult mind control for centuries, bringing this art form to a new higher level at the end of the age. He also claims that it is his mission to unite the world through uniting religious forces. Skipping ahead here, it says, Thus, Buddhists, Islamists, and Hindus, as well as Christians, will be told that Reverend Moon is the Christ, he is the Messiah, and they are to follow him, giving him their total allegiance. Now, skip down a couple paragraphs here. We're going to get into the CMP. But first, he must get control of the religious forces of the Christian right wing. Let us follow the money and influence trail. Pictured below are certain evangelical Christian leaders, many of whom are right wing, who have either accepted serious money from Moon or one of Moon's front organizations or have been unduly influenced by him. As you can imagine, once a Christian leader accepts money from a moon organization, that person is beholden to Reverend Moon. Remember the general principle, the devil always gets his due. Jerry Falwell, he readily admits that he accepted $3.5 million from Moon in 1994 to bail out his Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. This was funneled through a moon organization known as the Women's Federation for World Peace. And that is the one that I believe George H.W. Bush went overseas to speak about on behalf of moon. And like I said, they always put something like Women's Federation, World Peace. This has got two titles in there that is just kind of like for the greater good. Meant to tug on people's heartstrings and make them think that they are really a good group. And of course, I'm not saying that these organizations don't do some good things, but that's part of it. They do some good things so they can get away with doing bad things. And that's just the way these many, not all, of these NGOs work. And by the way, the Women's Federation for World Peace has been at one time chaired by Beverly LaHaye, wife of Timothy LaHaye, who we talked about earlier, who is the popular co-author of the Left Behind series and a well-known evangelical Christian. The Women's Federation for World Peace paid $3.5 million to the Christian Heritage Foundation. A lot of you know the Heritage Foundation, which in turn bought which in turn bought Falwell's $73 million debt and then frankly wrote it off. The Heritage Foundation then seems to have paid themselves a fee of $1 million for their trouble. Since at the time, Falwell has spoken at many moon functions, embracing the cult leader with unabashed reverence and friendship. Even writings from Moon's church confirm Falwell's comradeship with the new Messiah and his cult. Moon has even been a guest speaker in mainline denominational churches in the past few years. Falwell further praised Reverend Moon, calling him an unsung hero to the cause of freedom who is to be commended for his determination and courage and endurance in support of his beliefs. According to official court records of a lawsuit that was filed in Bedford County Circuit Court in West Virginia, it was alleged that Falwell and an associate flew to South Korea January 9, 1994, to meet with the Unification Church officials. This trip came shortly before Falwell was awarded the Mooney money. Falwell stated openly, If the American Atheist Society or Saddam Hussein himself 
ever sent an unrestricted gift to any of my ministries, be assured I will operate on Billy's Sunday philosophy. The devil's had it long enough and quickly cast the check. Now, I know these guys that we're talking about are not a big deal so much anymore, but they were a big deal just a few years ago and had a lot of influence. He goes back to Timothy LaHaye. Tim LaHaye, well-known author, former pastor and educator, was named by Wheaton College Institute as the most influential leader in the evangelical Christian movement. The Institute named LaHaye the most influential evangelical leader in the United States of the last quarter century. He and his wife Beverly, the leader of Concerned Women for America, have been a driving force in the organizational efforts of evangelicals, including the Moral Majority. You guys remember the Moral Majority from the Reagan days, right? And the respected political think tank, Council for National Policy. Other contenders for the distinction included renowned evangelical Billy Graham, Campus Crusade for Christ's Bill Bright and Focus on the Family's James Dobson. That's from World Net Daily, 2001. Most famous for his Left Behind series of books and movies, Tim LaHaye's relationship with Moon goes back at least 17 years. In 85, as was reported earlier, LaHaye was addressing several hundred evangelical Christians, the flock he claims to guard and feed. He told his congregation they should be willing to go to jail with Reverend Moon over his tax evasion sentencing. Bohai Pack said that Tim LaHaye actually went to the jail to visit Reverend Moon and said on record that he could not believe our government would send Reverend Moon to that kind of place. Supposedly, he greeted him, held his hand, and said, I want to apologize on behalf of my government. Pack says, Mother saw that Dr. LaHaye's eyes were red and he was crying. What a beautiful man. What a beautiful union of brothers like Esau and Jacob. Father and Dr. LaHaye were embracing. That's from The Truth is My Sword, Volume 2. It goes on to say that LaHaye also formed the Council for National Policy, the CNP, in 1981. There are definite ties between this Christian organization and the Reverend Moon openly anti-Christ organizations, and this group is also associated heavily with the controversial and cultic Church of Scientology. That's Unholy Alliance Part 1, David Winkener of Hope for America. He emphatically states that CMP is a Christian equivalent to the Illuminous Council on Foreign Relations. Thus, in keeping with the dialectic process, the Illuminati has established two special groups to further their plans, the CFR and the CMP, thesis and antithesis, yin and yang. In 1983, the American Coalition for Traditional Values, ACTV, began with Tim LaHaye, Falwell, Robertson, Jim Baker, Robeson, and Humbard. The money that started it came from the Moonies. It was right after Gary Jarman, ex-Mooney, introduced Tim LaHaye to Colonel Bo High Pack, Reverend's right-hand man. Gary Bauer from the Family Research Council has benefited as well from Reverend Moon's organizations and money. This all under the umbrella of social change and Christian family values in America. Bauer is reported as part of a group of Christian leaders who have received up to $150,000 in 
and Mooney Money, according to Unholy Alliance, and that's from Rents.com. Not a big Rents fan, but anyway, many Christians take at face value everything that the Family Research Council says, forgetting the intelligence maximum that a disinformation agent will provide 75 to 90 percent good solid information. Plus, you will find the gospel presented on FRC as well as many genuine Christian values. However, the Apostle Paul warned that it just takes a little leaven, or false teaching, to corrupt the whole lump of dough, just as it takes only a tiny bit of arsenic in a whole lot of water to kill you. Now, Bill Bright, founder and head of the International Evangelical Association, Campus Crusade for Christ, is also a member of the CMP. Remember the above quote, which states that Bill Bright was the point man to get Reverend Moon into the United States at the behest of the KCIA. I believe also that Strom Thurmond had a hand in that as well. Jesse Jackson is also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, as well as a 33rd degree Mason. This is from Kathy Burns, by the way. In spite of Jackson's obviously blasphemous remarks about Jesus Christ, the Jesus Film Project, which is a ministry of Bill Bright's Campus Crusade, had a millennial tribute to Jesus and used celebrities to record a tribute to Jesus. Who were some of these celebrities? Jesse Jackson, Jimmy Carter, Illuminist former president Gerald Ford, a Freemason and Bilderberg member. And I'm not sure about that. I'm going to have to look into that. Andrew Young, Pope John Paul II, and Billy Graham. These are some of the Campus Crusade for Christ International Committee of Reference members. Roy Rogers, 33rd degree Mason, now dead. Johnny Cash, I believe Johnny, was a Mason and a Shriner, unfortunately. Jay Gary, Jesse Helms, Norman Vincent Peale, Robert Schuller, Michael W. Smith, Jack Van Impey. Nearly all those guys were reported to be Freemasons. Bill Bright was also the 1996 recipient of the Illuminist Templeton Prize, making him $1 million richer. The Templeton Committee is made up of leaders from the world's five major religions, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, and Judaism. They meet annually to decide the recipient of the $1 million prize. Templeton himself has been described as a New Age, pantheistic, science-of-the-mind, universalist, investment guru. Templeton also said that the Bible does not accurately record the words of Christ and says he is trying to develop a body of knowledge of God that doesn't rely on ancient revelations of Scripture, such as the Bible. That's from Burns as well. It says in 1975, Bill Bright formed a Mooney front group called the Christian Freedom Foundation, all with the funding from the Moonies. And he goes on to mention that Dr. James Dobson is or was a member of the Council for National Policy. And he says here that in 1999, George W. Bush addressed the CMP. Remember, the CMP is the Christian equivalent to the Council on Foreign Relations. Thus, it is a very serious matter indeed for a Christian leader to be a part of this group. Birds of a feather flock together, intones the old American folk saying. It says here, but the Bible instructs us, if there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed, for he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. 
So that's just a few of the connections that the Moonies have to some of these old school evangelical TV evangelists. Now, we'll eventually do a show on the Council for National Policy. Usually I just refer people to John Brisson's work, but people ask about them, and so we might as well do a show on them and kind of introduce people that don't know about them. We'll kind of do a cursory introduction, and in the meantime, people can check out Josh Reeves' The Secret Right, Volume 1 and Volume 2. You can look up Josh Reeves on YouTube. It's called The Josh Reeves the Global Reality Channel. Like I said, it's called The Secret Right 1 and 2, and he's kind of exposed the CMP. I think he did these docs like 10 years ago, maybe longer, so they're a little bit old, but they're still very relevant. I should say, though, that just beware, Josh Reeves is a new ager. He can be seen on YouTube reading the Kabbalion so I kind of take some of his research with a grain of salt. Now there's also the book by Ann Nelson called Shadow Network, but let me just tell you right now, she is a longtime Council on Foreign Relations member, and I've listened to several of her interviews, and it's so hypocritical to hear her talk about the Council for National Policy having oil tycoons and different big moneyed interests involved in it when she's in the Council on Foreign Relations, who has Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Exxon, Facebook, Google, and all the rest. But you just got to keep in mind who these people are that are giving you this information because they have a slant, and everybody has a slant. Even I do, of course, so I'm going to admit that straight out, but I want you guys to know I don't want to just give you information and say trust these guys 100% or give you that kind of implication that you can trust them 100%. Anyway, back to the Moonies and their various organizations. Okay, so I read some of his different NGOs and organizations tied to Reverend Moon and the Unification Church and the Mooney family, but there are tons more. It's just unbelievable. And I thought that maybe I should go over some of these because that way, again, if you run into any of these, you'll know that they are tied to the Moonies. Now, this is from freedomofmind.com, and I'm going to start out with the political closely associated entities. First, we're starting off with the American Bicentennial God Bless America Committee. American Committee for the Human Rights of Japanese Wives of North Korean Repatriates. Members fasted for seven days in front of the UN during a vote on whether to remove troops from South Korea for human rights violations. American Constitution Committee. American Council for Free Asia. American Council for World Federalism. American Family Coalition. That's This is here in 2008. It changed its name to the Universal Peace Federation USA, Inc. It says here, American Family Coalition of Iowa, American Family Coalition of Virginia, Inc., American Freedom Coalition, offices in many states, American Freedom Foundation, Inc., that is in Falls Church, Virginia, American Leadership Conference, identified as a project of the American Family Coalition and the Washington Times Foundation on the AFC webpage. American Parents Association, 
American Youth for Just Peace, Asia University Federation in Korea, Asian Ecumenical Interfaith Council Philippines, CASA branch, Association Pro Unidad Lato Americano in NYC, Captive Nations, CASA International Minority Alliance, CASA International, CASA USA, CASA Veterans Association, Chinese People's Federation for World Peace USA, Citizens Action USA, Bowie, Maryland, Citizens Association for North-South Unification, Korea, Citizens Federation for World Unification, Citizens Federation for the World Unification of the Fatherland, Coalition for a Free World, Committee for Responsible Dialogue, Committee to Defend the U.S. Constitution, the Communist Research Group, Family Party for Universal Peace and Unity. It's a Korean political party founded by Moon on March 10, 2003. Federation for Cosmic Peace and Unification, Uruguay. Federation of Island Nations for World Peace. Free Asia Foundation, D.C. Freedom Leadership Foundation. Here is the Global Economic Action Institute. I have heard of them. The Global Women's Peace Network, a project of Women's Peace Federation for World Peace. God and Freedom Rally, International Federation for the Victory Over Communism. Korean International Foundation for World Peace. International Association for World Peace and Economic Development. International Association for First Ladies of Peace. International Association of Parliamentarians for Peace. International Association for Youth and Students for Peace, International Christ Professors, International Commission for Peaceful Reunification of Korea, that is founded by the Summit Council for World Peace, International Media Association for Peace, International Summit Council for Peace, International Security Council in New York, International Women's Federation for Victory Over Communism, Interreligious Association for Peace and Development, Interreligious Federation for World Peace. It's a project of the International Religious Foundation, Inc. Korean Causa of New York, Korean American Political Association, or CAPA, Korean Professors for World Peace Academy, Middle East Association in Washington, D.C., National Professors and Students Federation for North-South Reunification, Professors Academy for World Peace, the Professors World Peace Academy, this controls the University of Bridgeport, the Project Unity, I think I've heard of that for sure, Seven Northern Provinces Federation for Peace and Unification in Korea, the Research Institute for Integration of World Thought, Atlantic Street, Bridgeport, Connecticut. That is kind of creepy, right? The Summit Council for World Peace in D.C. The Summit Club International in New Hampshire, Washington, and West Virginia. Sun International Peace Federation Foundation. DBA as Sun International Peace Federation, Wilmington, D.E., Delaware. Sunhawk Peace Prize. We're getting close to the end of this part. Universal Peace Federation, founded by Moon in New York City in 2005. 
Washington Institute for Values in Public Policy, the Washington Institute Press, Women's Federation for World Peace. This is Moon's wife, Hak Jahan Moon, is the president. World Anti-Communist League, WACL, World Freedom Movement, World Freedom Institute, World Institute for Development and Peace, World Peace Research Institute, Korea, the World University Federation. It says the organization was formed at a meeting of the Professor's World Peace Academy in Uruguay in 96. Again, there's tons and tons more. We'll go over just a few more. I just, like I said, wanted you to have these names because how else would you ever know they're affiliated? And again, I'm going to put this in my show notes under freedomofmind.com. You'll see it says Unification Church. Okay, this right here is under the heading of closely associated business entities. This is the following businesses are listed state by state for your convenience. Now keep in mind, however, that we may not be aware of all locations in which these businesses have branches. Therefore, it is advisable to check the entire listing. Each company listed is considered a closely associated entity of the unification movement. These are companies owned, operated, or controlled by the unification movement or its members. In many cases, they are businesses started by UC members. Some members start their own businesses, and others are the figurehead owners to conceal links to the unification movement. Now, we won't go through all of these, of course, but let me scan down through here and see if there's anything that looks familiar to me. You know, it goes in alphabetical order, so we can't go through every state or anything like that, but thought that it would be kind of interesting to see if we can find anything that any of us recognize. I'm sure there's got to be a few. Let's see here. Okay. Hmm. A lot of these are Japanese restaurants. Sunrise Fishery, Inc. This is in Alabama. U.S. Marine, Inc. Alaska, you've got the Ikehana Corp. Owns Ikehana Restaurant. The company is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Universal Restaurant Corporation, Angel Garden, Inc. International Protein, Inc. Wholly owned by International Seafoods of Alaska. International Seafoods of Alaska, Inc. Kodiak, a wholly owned subsidiary of True World Holdings. Remember that Sun Myung Moon and his wife are the true parents, and the family is the true family. Kodiak Island Charters, Ocean Enterprises, there's a bunch here in Alaska. Sakura Club Kodiak, Top Ocean Company owns fishing vessels, Top Ocean and Top Ocean 2. Both vessels are 308 feet in length with the Kodiak as their home port. True North Adventures, True World Restaurant, True World Travel of Alaska, True World Market of Delaware, U.S. Marine Corporation Company owns commercial fishing vessels running out of Alaska, including Green Hope, Ocean Hope 1, and Ocean Hope 3. Well, who owns Ocean Hope 2, yo? The company is a wholly owned subsidiary of HSA-UWC, Inc. So Arizona, they've got Blue Sky Travel, 
Hannah Happy Foods of Arizona, Heavenworks Inc., whatever that is, Mr. Sushi Corporation. We're going to get into a little bit later how the sushi that you eat, if you like sushi, and I know I love it, may come from a Unification Church company. So, Musashi Associates, Southwestern Tours, True World Foods Phoenix, Seven Stars Corp in Arkansas, Flower Man in Arkansas. So we're here in California. I think we'll see a bunch, right? Uh, Abbey Carpet Cleaners, ABC Maintenance Company, Akahana Restaurant Corp, Aladdin's Coffees, Teas, and Kindreds, American Chinchillas, American Freedom Coalition. I think we mentioned that one earlier. ASA Eden, LLC. Asset Design Network, Inc. Banji Fleet, Inc. It's a charter company. Bonsai World, LLC. California Services Company. Let's see here. Christian Bernard Stores Corp. Crystal World, Inc. They're into everything. Fine Motor Cars. Flower World Farms. Global Ocean Trading, Golden Gate Seafood, Golden Gate Publishing, Gold West Printing, Hana Chain Inc., Happy World America, International Travelers Limousine and Tour Company, International Exchange Enterprises, it's crazy guys, International Express Union, International Exchange Union, San Francisco, Mayflower Finance, Microsignals Group, Napa Valley Sacramento Wine Company, National Newspaper Corporation, World Communications Inc., Ocean Blue Products, Ocean Challenge of Southern California, Ocean Church, Ocean World Restaurant Inc., One Mind Farm Inc., One Mind Enterprises, Pacific Rim Media Group, Feel like I've heard of them. Pioneer Seafood, Sacramento Restaurant Corp, so many restaurants and seafood companies. Sakura Bana Japanese Restaurant in Sacramento, so many. So I don't want to bore the living hell out of you, but there are endless ones. True World Foods Inc., True World Foods Inc. of San Francisco, True World Foods Inc. of LA, Sunlight Restaurant Corp. Sunco Construction Corp, True World Foods in LA, San Diego, Sacramento, San Francisco, UNI Express, UniWorld, Tenusku Inc., Unified Martial Arts, Unitech Enterprises, Universal Marine Industry. We're still in California, it's still going. World One Telecom, World Times Network, Yamoto Foods Inc. Colorado, we got Rainbow Fish House, Blooming Delis Inc., it's a restaurant, Sushi Heights Inc., True World Foods, more Christian Bernard stores, Koahana Restaurant Inc., also owns Sonabana Japanese restaurant Hamden. Yeah, it's crazy. True World's Foods, Hartford, True World's Foods Inc., Gloucester. We got stuff in Delaware. Wow, Florida has a bunch, yeah. Another Christian Bernard store in Boca Raton. 
Delta Imported Flowers, Eden Delta Flowers, Eden Floral Farm, Empowered LLC, Empowered Media Florida Corp, Crystal River Florida, Empowered Ventures LLC in Hollywood, Florida, Envisioning Inc., Global Port Corp., Happy World America, Miami, Happy World Latin America, Inc., Miami, Harmony Wholesale Flowers. So we can tell just from the few states that we've looked at, they're big into the flowers, big into restaurants, they're big into seafood. Infinite Realty, Investment Consulting Corporation, International Ostrich Farms, Jacksonville Seafood, Jenna Logistic Corp. Let's see here. Miami Bouquet Exchange, Miracle Fish Inc., Neuro Energies Inc., Sunflowers Restaurant, Sunshine Flowers, Sushihana of Raquel Inc., Sunshine Foods of Tampa, and they do have a Unification Church in Florida, in Tampa, Tiempo's USA Corp., True Family Gifts, True World Foods, that's in Florida, True World Foods, Inc. of Miami. There's another one. There's two in Miami. There's one in Orlando, one in Tampa. Then they have the United Educational Interests, Inc., United Sea Enterprises, Inc. The Women's Federation for World Peace, Inc. is actually there. And who wouldn't want to go to Florida with the nice weather? World Ocean, Inc. Good grief. It just goes on and on. Even in Hawaii. Quite a few in Hawaii, so that makes sense. All right, let's look just a couple more and then we'll get on to something else. See here in Massachusetts, there's a ton. You've got Car Arms Factory, Car Inc., New One Restaurant Inc., Four True Worlds Foods in Massachusetts. I notice there's a couple of ginseng companies here. New Age International Corporation in New Jersey. There's several in New Jersey. New York has a huge list, too many to name. Paragon Book Reprint owns Paragon House Publishers. It's owned by the International Cultural Foundation. We've got a bunch of the True Worlds, Inc. stores. True World Farms, Inc. True World Realty. True World Restaurant. There's two of those. United Vision Group, Inc. United Materials Industries. Of course, the Unification Church itself is in New York. Unification Church World is another facility there in New York. World Research Institute for Science and Technology. World Audio Visual Enterprises. It just goes on and on and on, but I suggest any of you that are interested, just take a look at this website and kind of scroll through there while you're not doing anything else. Kind of get an idea and see what all they own that is in your particular area or an area that you travel to frequently. It's pretty damn amazing. And it makes me think since they have this carefully put together network, this cadre of organizations and businesses, that... That is probably one of the other reasons the CFR types hate that, because that's basically why the CFR was put together a long, long, long time ago, 100 years ago. And I just got their book that they had written up for their 100th anniversary. It's kind of a short 
history of the CFR, and I haven't gotten a chance to look into it yet, but it should be pretty interesting. But that's competition for all those big businesses and those international monopolies and central bankers and different different people like that in this money game. Anyway, we're talking about, as you can see, a very well-funded, a very well-connected group of organizations that are linked to the Unification Church and the Moonies. It's amazing. And we just barely scratched the surface and we're almost to an hour already. So what I'm going to do now is kind of move over to an article I found about the Unification Church and their part in the sushi industry. Because I like sushi and I thought, well, this would be pretty interesting to kind of pass on to other people because I would have never thought about this in a million years. But keep in mind, this is from the Chicago Tribune. So think of it as you will. But this is from April 12, 2006. It's a sushi empire. If you're a sushi lover, you probably don't think twice about dropping big bucks on a raw fish dinner. It's trendy, it's tasty, it's everywhere. But have you ever stopped to think about how it got here? A Tribune investigation has found that one of America's trendiest indulgences is dominated by a controversial religious organization called the Unification Church. When five of these church members arrived in Chicago to open a little fish shop on Elston Ave in 1980, people of their faith were castigated as Moonies and called cult members. They were led by the vision of the Reverend Sun Myung Moon, the self-proclaimed Messiah, who sustained their spirits as they played their part in fulfilling the global business plan he had devised. Moon founded his controversial Unification Church six decades ago with the proclamation that he was anointed by Jesus to save the human family. But he also built a business empire that blends his conservative politics, savvy capitalism, and the flair for spectacles such as mass weddings in Madison Square Garden. We'll talk more about those weddings on part three. In a remarkable story that has gone largely untold, Moon and his followers created an enterprise that reaped millions of dollars by dominating the American sushi industry. Today, one of those five Elston Avenue pioneers, Takeshi Ishiro, serves as top executive of a sprawling conglomerate that supplies much of the raw fish Americans eat. The Moon's followers' seafood operation is driven by a commercial powerhouse known as the True World Group, as we talked about earlier. It builds fleets of boats, runs dozens of distribution centers, and each day supplies most of the nation's 9,000 sushi restaurants. Few seafood lovers have ever considered that they may be indirectly supporting Moon's religious movement when they're eating a buttery slice of tuna or munching on a morsel of eel. But True World is so ubiquitous that 14 of the 17 prominent Chicago sushi restaurants surveyed by the Tribune said they were supplied by the company. True World Foods, the wholesale fish distribution business spawned near Lawrence and Elston Avenues, now operate from a 30,000-square-foot complex in Elk Grove Village and dominates the local and national sushi market. Even many of those who might have religious reservations about buying from the company 
do so for one simple reason. It dependably delivers high-quality sushi. Is this like a hidden ad, a native ad that's disguised as a critique? Some local sushi restaurants privately say that True World's unification links are well-known in their business, and they would just rather not dwell on it. We try not to think about the religion part, said Haruku Imarua, who with her husband runs Katsu on West Peterson Avenue. We don't agree with their religion, but it's nothing to do with the business. During the past three decades, as Moon faced down accusations of brainwashing followers and personally profiting from the church, he and Sushi have made similar, if unlikely, journeys from the fringes of American society to the mainstream based on his foresight. He was a hell of a businessman, right? I have the entire system worked out, starting with boat building, Moon said in The Way of Tuna, a speech given in 1980. After we build the boats, we catch the fish and process them for the market, and then have a distribution network. This is not just on the drawing board. I've already done it. Indeed, the business now employs hundreds, including non-church members, from the waters of the Alaskan coast to the fishing town of Gloucester, Massachusetts. Thousands of pages of records and dozens of interviews with church insiders and competitors trace how Moon and his members of his movement carried out his vision. In a recent interview, Reverend Philip Shanker, a Unification Church vice president, said the businesses were not really legally connected to Moon's church, but were simply businesses founded by members of the Unification Church. Shanker compared the relationship to successful business owners such as J. Willard Bill Marriott, a prominent Mormon who founded the hotel chain that bears his name, who donate money to their church. Marriott supports the Mormon church, but no one who checks into a Marriott hotel thinks they are dealing with Mormonism, he said. In the same way, I would hope that every business founded by a member based on inspiration from Reverend Moon's vision also would be in a position to support the church. But links between Moon's religious organization and the fish businesses are spelled out in court and government records as well as in statements by Moon and his top church officials. For one thing, Moon personally devised the seafood business strategy and helped fund it at its outset. Moon, who has called himself King of the Ocean, predicted in 1974 that the fishing business would lay a foundation for the future economy of the Unification Church. In fact, while Moon reportedly has poured millions of dollars into money-losing ventures, including the Washington Times newspaper, the seafood ventures have created a profit-making infrastructure that could last and help support the church long after the 86-year-old Moon is gone. One thing I'll say quickly, all these different papers and different news corps have to take a shot at the Washington Times, which is all well and good because it's owned by the Unification Church. And that's what I'm talking about right now. But it's kind of funny because a lot of these top newspapers and news sites, I believe, are probably getting some sort of dark funding or even taxpayer funding from the deep state. Let me continue to finish this out. One of True World's advantages is that its sales force speaks Chinese, Korean, and Japanese, making it easy for first-generation ethnic restaurant owners to do business with them. It's kind of tough to compete in the industry with a company that is so global, has a major presence in almost every market, 
and that is driven by religious fervor, said Bill Dugan, who has been in the fish business for almost 30 years and owns the Fish Guy Market on Elston Avenue near the original Rainbow Shop. We should all be so blessed. The Moon Sushi Connection makes some uneasy. Wang Kim, a Chicago-area youth ministry director and Moon critic, was certain he could find a local Korean Christian sushi restaurateur who didn't use True World because they might consider his views heretical. As Kim said, Moon says that he is the Messiah, and we hate that. But Kim called back empty-handed. He said, I checked with several of my friends, and they know it is from Moon, but they have to use it because they have to give quality to their customers. Moon's crowning moment. Two decades after serving time in federal prison for tax fraud, Reverend Moon had so effectively worked his way back into the political establishment that a handful of congressmen attended his coronation on Capitol Hill. And we'll get to that in part three. In an unusual ceremony held in March of 2004 in the Dirksen Senate office building, Rep. Danny Davis, a Democrat by the way, donned white gloves and placed a gleaming crown atop Moon's head. The Reverend informed lawmakers that world leaders, including Hitler and Stalin, had, from beyond the grave, proclaimed him humanity's savior, Messiah, returning Lord and true parent. Davis, who has since distanced himself from the Unification Church, claimed he thought the ceremony was an attempt to bridge gaps between different religions and didn't learn until after that Moon interpreted the crowning as a symbol of his religious and political ascendance. Did I think he was being incarnated into anything, said Davis, a deacon in his Baptist church in Chicago? No, I think it's ludicrous. I am pretty sure I read in another article that he was defending his part in that, but we'll get into that in part three, as I said before. So that brings us to the end of Moonstruck Part 2, and I want to thank you for hanging in there because I understand that it could have gotten kind of boring with me naming off all those different NGOs and organizations. And one last thing I'll say is I was looking in that list, and there was like a few musical organizations or musical groups, and one was called the Sonic Cult. I thought that was pretty interesting. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. I love you. Thank you for all your kind words and encouragement. And I really appreciate you being so patient on waiting on this episode. Uh, unfortunately, my grandmother passed away this week. She has been in the hospital in and out for at least a month or more. And she gave up the ghost. And she was the goat of the family. And just a great person, a great inspiration, and just a wonderful presence in my life. And it's, it's really tough. And her funeral is Tuesday, so thank you guys for everything. I want to thank my patrons for their kind words about my grandmother. Thank you, James. Thank you, David. Thank you, Rooster. And thank you, Kilowatt. You guys, it means a lot to me. And thank you for your support. Thank you for the support of all my patrons. And if you want to become a patron and join the Society of Cryptic Savants and help me out, value for value or whatever. If you've got something out of this and you just want to help out a little bit, it's very much appreciated. And that is forward slash the odd man out on Patreon. 
Look for my shows with Moral Bob on Hidden in Plain Sight. He asked me if I'd like to sit in with William Ramsey and him, and I cannot wait. Also, Wednesday, I'm doing a show with my good friend Jack Allen from Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence. So check those out. I will post them when they come out. And thank you guys for your support. Cheers and blessings. And remember, their order is not our order. See ya.